<laughs> and then they said we'll be back next week with our no way home spoiler discussion <laughs> oh, oh, oh my days oh tell me about it oh um, well shall we shall we tell them about why there wasn't a spoiler discussion last week um i oh dear i wasn't feeling well Nope. But I'd done a couple of like negative lateral flows. Mm-hmm. So I texted Chris and I said, do you mind if we push it to next week, Cocker? Because I'm in work tomorrow and I'm knackered. And I was like, absolutely so. And we lined up yeah. our beautiful bonus episode. We always pre-record one around yeah. Crimbo time. Just so we've got one in the count. I was like, yeah, we'll get Chris out of way. And then the next morning I fucking tested positive for COVID, didn't I? Yeah. But... Boys and girls, here's the moral of the story. Mm. What had you got? What had you gotten? Not only f- not a few days beforehand. I got my booster the Friday before. Yep, yep. So you are absolutely armed and well prepared for this sort of stuff. Mm. Um. So take your freaking vaccines, kids. <laughs> take your vaccines. Get the vaccine, even the, Letitia. Even the big um, damn boys get big damn infected um, by the dreaded. Um, in I our panto land, far. as of this recording, we are Touchwood, still performing the panto, and we are Touchwood, only two team members short because of COVID. We have lost our drummer, Mike, so our MD, Joel, has re-recorded like, all the drum stuff and added it into the mix for the, for the stuff that's in the speakers, um, and we have, lost, uh, we have lost Beauty in Beauty and the Beast, our bell is gone so we have someone filling in and doing a fantastic job but well that's good this is it this is this is happening folks this is happening which I'm is still why testing positive as of today yeah which is why we are um trying to round out your year with some positivity by spoiling the fuck out of a movie that we don't know whether or not the other one loved it or not yet and it's going to be fun to find out so um Woo! hi i'm chris are you okay johnson and I am not okay. <laughs> oh, his quivering lip. Now, no spoilers immediately. You've seen the title. You've seen the thumbnail. You're okay for a, at least 15-odd minutes. Because first, we're going to talk about a couple of other things, including the Distinguished Competition. And have we got the emails uh, lined up for the top end? Or We've do you want to save them we'll, for later? We'll, well, we'll do all emails later because there were... Well, actually, no. We'll do the emails at the top end because they do... Put- before we get into the Spider-Man spoilers. So let's do yeah. the little bits of news and then we'll do some emails and then we'll, the, we'll what, spoil do, the shit out of No Way Home. Do all emails that came in prior to the 17th, or the 15th of the month. The 15th, yeah. <clears throat> and then, 15th. then we could do the rest of them at the end of the show. Just ah, what? Um, I've got to delete all the ones that are like, Random person with with foreign sounding name. Here's an invoice for a thing you're not subscribed to. <laughs> oh, thanks, random person. That's like all of the emails. It's mad, isn't it? You lot are getting weird with your spam. Uh, yeah. cast, nerdy news, geeky gossip, and the last episode of the year. If you're listening to this as it releases, fresh out of the oven, it's New Year's Eve tomorrow. Um, if you're listening to this the morning after it comes out, it's New Year's Eve today. If you're listening to this on YouTube, what are you doing on YouTube? It's freaking New Year's Eve. Go and do what something much more interesting. Um, but yeah, the last episode of the year, episode, I think, 52 of, of the year, because sometimes we have a year with this 53. Who could we, say? I'm not we cr- doing the math. We cross the void beyond the mind, Matt. It's probably... Fi- <laughs> I am. 
the Doctor. I got Sir John Pertwee in my in my Who rewatched the other day. Hey, and you went, this I'm is now... the best thing ever. And then you got up to Ambassadors of Death and you went, okay, a bit slow. Oh, I'm, I'm on Ambassadors of Death at the moment. <laughs> it's I like it, but it is not a forgivably um, short story, is it? Let's be Coming honest. after the Silurians as well, which I think really uh, excuse me. out. It's... Excuse me. What's it called? Coming after Doctor Who and the Silurians as well. Thank you. Which I think really fills out <laughs> its seven episode runtime quite well. Mm. Mm. Um... Yeah. Liz, sit in this cell for a bit. Yeah. Now get out. Now sit in this cell for a bit, Liz. I think Liz Shaw might be one of the most criminally underused companions of the original run. There are some actors and and or characters, because sometimes the actor's there and the character's not there, but there are some actors and characters who seem like to be left behind and forgotten who deserved way better. And, and Caroline John as Liz Shaw is like at the top of that list. My God, she's at the top of that list. Um, I mean, we got Joe Grant, who is one of my absolute favourites. But it's like another series with Caroline Joe would have been lovely. It Just would. a little bit more Liz, you know. I even I've realised in recent years that I actually kind of uh, is it Samuel Anderson, Danny Pink. I feel like he as an actor was sh- sort of shafted a bit because he he was very good in the role. It felt like they were taking that in one direction, then decided to not do it very very hard. Yeah. <laughs> Like bonnet hard, yeah. Um, we assume we never see the impact point, but yeah, it's sort of just you know. He was good, man. He was good. You know, didn't so much get put on a bus as get hit by one. <laughs> yeah, or right, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we are going to have a look at a few emails now, folks. We're then going to chat very briefly about the Batman trailer that dropped today. Have you caught this? I, I think we should chat about the Batman trailer, then do emails because they are mostly Spider-Man focused. That's fair enough. But we're also going to touch on Hawkeye episode. Six. Yes, well, let's do that. Let's talk Batman, let's talk Hawkeye, let's do emails, let's talk Spider-Man. He knows what he's doing, boys and girls. He knows yeah. what he's doing, which is why Matt's going to read an email, and I'm going to chew on this Ooh. piece of Terry's chocolate orange. Christopher, breaking news. Uh, yeah. um, a major city in the north of England has, has gone missing. Uh, what? Police are looking for leads. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> 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 I'm in a panto right now and I'm ashamed of that joke. <laughs> um so Oh Matt <laughs> You know, dear listeners, two days ago I was back in my neck of the woods and I very briefly saw this man in the flesh from uh, about five meters away. And uh, had I known he was gonna tell this joke today, I would have thrown a brick into his house. <laughs> We call that a sulfur greeting. <laughs> yeah, but I might have caught it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> you caught something. That's why. Well, I have caught it. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Rona two, three days before Christmas. Oh, God. But didn't have to share your pigs in blankets. I didn't, because kids don't like them. I had an entire <laughs> pack of pigs in blankets for myself. Me too. On Boxing Day morning, I had the four leftover ones in a bagel like they were a breakfast sandwich. I didn't have any leftover. <laughs> Dirty boy. Um, Batman, the Batman, the Batman, the Batman. Um, Ma- Robert the trailer, Pattinson's Matt Reeves's Warner Bros's The Batman. I feel like the trailers have basically shown us like three different films at this point. They're all totally so different. Yeah, this one feels more like we are watching um, the previous two Catwoman Batman films. 
Like, there's so much in this trailer that makes me think of Michelle Pfeiffer and Anne Hathaway from Zoe Kravitz. Mm. Um, like, freaking Nine Lives pun of an apartment full of cats. We've got a better look at the costume from um, some promotional material that came out via Empire Magazine, Total Film, a few of their things for upcoming subscriber covers, where you get a closer look at Selena's costume, which, cop out, she's wearing a balaclava that just sort of kind of has cat ears because it's where the seams meet. But... Her outfit is, you know, skin tight, like black, um, kind of classic Catwoman-y look, including a bunch of Burton-esque stitches in black on, like, the shoulders and stuff. So... I dig it. I dig it, but I'm also like, thought you guys were doing something a little bit different. It looks like you're taking your cues quite heavily from things we've already seen. But then, you know, you look at you look at the various Catwoman costumes, that, with the exception of the sort of... The, the very early, like, skirt, like, first appearance skirt mm. costume. They're all very similar. Oh, true, yeah. Broadly, like, they're all cat suits. They're all skin-tight cat suits with some kind of hood. Like, it, it, that's, that's what a Catwoman costume is. Are you saying you don't want the purple skirt, green cape, and very early on, giant cat head mask? Oh, God, I'm absolutely saying I don't want that. I would love you to see I that am, at, le- at least of- once. At least once, I would. I don't mean for a whole movie, even. I mean, like, just take her to a fancy dress party and have her in that outfit. And I'll be like, that's Christopher, hilarious. There's sometimes you get something and you realize that it was never what you wanted. Like COVID 19. Like, uh, so. Ah, yeah, I, how are you feeling about um, the new trailer? I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm getting less excited for this the more I see of it, weirdly. I, I think it looks fine. I just want to see it already. Like, enough trailers, just show me the film. Give me the money! Like, the Riddler's definitely... They've they've chosen a different voice than we heard in the previous trailers. Yeah, weird that. But I guess they're still messing it around with it in, pre- in post. And also... This might end up being one of the last films I've seen in cinemas for a while. Oh, I? Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. But um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that yeah. at another time. Um, <laughs> at a very specific time, actually. A very specific time. Um... Yeah, oh God, so it better, it better deliver then. Yeah, Jesus Christ, deliver. this film better do its do its duty. Better add. I'm slightly fearful of what it may be inspired by. Wh- this what new do trailer. You think? Some about the Wayne family, some about their legacy. Some about Alfred keeping something from Bruce. Oh. I'm feeling the Telltale series vibes very strongly in this. Oh. The Telltale series is its own version of it. Um. Which is fun. It works quite well for Telltale, and it's very well dramatised. But the whole crux of that is that the Waynes, specifically Thomas, were not good people. And Bruce finds that out in a way that makes him realise Alfred sort of kept that from him. And um, Oswald Cobblepot and Lady Arkham, the villain of the first game, um, sort of unveil it to the world. Oh, and Joker sort of plays with that idea as well, doesn't it? Uh, The Joker film, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, again, I didn't like, because I'm like... No, I, th- I think Batman doesn't think that everybody is... That people are either, like, pure shining examples of virtue and decency and then some of them are evil super criminals. Like, he knows that people are capable of different things and all sorts of things. But for two two adaptations in recent years to really focus on the idea that maybe your parents aren't worth all this because they were di- actually shit baskets. And it's like, oh, okay. When DC sort of spin-off... Uh media gets an idea they do like to run it into the fucking ground cough evil superman cough yeah. so yeah. 
It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I kind of hope. I kind of hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope you're wrong. Um, um, about many, many things. You bastard. But, <laughs> but <laughs> mostly about this. Um. Um. It looks yeah. nice though. Like visually, I'm really digging the look of it. It looked like it looks like the Batman. The the Batman fight choreography in the Batman looks like it's something different for the Batman. Than... And there's more daylight. Yes, there's a, there's a lot there more is more set in the daytime. It's like okay, Batman good. in the daytime. Batman was here, <laughs> coming for you. Hammer, hammer, I am counting on it. Um, you are counting. Shatner there at the end. I am counting on it, Mister Two. The Batman counting. is here. Um, beam up the Batman. Um, um so from one yeah. from one powerless vigilante. Oh, to another. Today's episode oh. is sponsored, but no. Um, Hawkeye finale. Spoilers ahead. It's on an easily accessible service that you can trial for free for seven days. No excuse. Hawkeye finale. Spoilers ahead. Yeah, we're gonna spoil the Hawkeye, Hawkeye finale, episode six. So la 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 la. Just go la, watch la. it. Happy holidays from Marvel Studios. Um, um oh, yeah. that, that post credit scene was delightful. I I I, I hate it. Mm. But I love that it, they did it. You hate it because of how accurate and painfully on on the nose it is. I mean, painful is the right word for mm. it. Like it is painful. <clears throat> it is a painful, painful musical number. Like there are there are there so... are a few intentionally funny lines in there, but the rest of it is the comedy of this comes from how unpleasantly close to the current musical trends it is. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. But I love that they did it, and bec- and I also. The more I hear of people who are pissed off because it wasn't something relevant to the meta plot, mm. the more I enjoy it. Yeah, I love the fact that the last post-credit scene of the year chronologically is just a—it's—it's—it's it's, it's another Captain America sitting at the chair going. So, it's—it's it's, it's another one of them. It's like <laughs> yes, and and this time it is. Hey, you all kind of enjoyed the 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 dorky like stupid musical number in Rogers the Musical in episode one. Here's the entire scene. Here yep. it is, uninterrupted, no cutaways. Enjoy, complete with what's the what's the name of the fellow who co-wrote Book of Mormon with the with Matt and Trey? Because um, that's the dude playing the MD. Oh, uh, I can't remember his name. Something Lopez. Yeah, like there's cameos. Or, I mean, for Christ's sake, the first vocalist, the guy, the guy with the grey beard, is Adam yeah, Pascal. Adam Garcia, yeah, Adam Pascal, not Adam Garcia. <laughs> like, there's just, um, just, just all these little. Little hints and Easter eggs for musical fans. It's like, there you go, there you go, there you go. There, we didn't have to get these people in, but he we also did. does the voice for the cap actor on the soundtrack as well. Does he? Yeah. So he dubs the cap actor. Okay. Explains why he can hit that goddamn. I can do this all day. No, because he he's yeah. got that in his range very comfortably. Yes. Um. I really enjoyed this finale. It's, it's it was very good. It felt like the finale was... we needed for this show. It it wasn't overstuffed. It saved a final boss for the last episode, but it didn't detract from what the rest of the series meant. Oh, and um, what a final boss as well. Yeah. Oh, fuck me sideways. <gasps> How do you take the R-rated MCU villain Wilson Fisk? Put him in a Disney Plus for all ages with a bit of colorful language TV series. And still make him feel threat. You have the motherfucker rip a car door off with his bare yes. hands. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You have just completely, you have completely no sell everything mm. that 
that Kate throws at him. You have, you have Kate be like, this is my moment to shine. And then she gets her ass fucking handed to like her. He's... And you can see him holding back a little because he's like, this is a kid. <clears throat> but the more of a nuisance she is, the more he's like, nope. <laughs> does beg the question, do you think he's been slightly enhanced since his time in Daredevil? Or, or, that's, or he's just that strong? I think he's, well, again, in Daredevil, I've not seen series three yet still, so I, I can't comment on that one. But like, um, he's, you know, he he's done some incredibly violent things that that suggest he is an incredibly strong individual and we know from his tailoring that his clothes are certainly lined with stuff to help uh with yeah he's um, got some uh so help with sort of longer range weapons and uh and uh and knives and things like that so when she plunged the arrow into his chest i was like he's just gonna pull that out like it's nothing yeah and sure enough he pulled it out like it was nothing with the head still in there and just threw her across the room Oh, when she when she when she shot like the rope line at him, and he just grabbed it and yanked. It was like brilliant. Um, yeah, it, this this show has had. I think this has had the best fight choreography of any Marvel show since Daredevil. Since Daredevil, yeah, I agree. Like, it, the fight choreography has been really, like, really neat. The others have had really inventive stuff in there, like the the fight with Elena and and Kate going through the building. I thought it was really all, well all done. All shot through the same fourth wall. Yeah, yeah, that was. I thought that was really neat. That was very very cool, um, yeah. That I can't I can't agree more with that. That's that's true. It, it's just this is like I think prior to this, the only one that really stood out was the uh, this scene on the convoy in episode two of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, like that was really cool. But like this has gone. Yeah, no. Like we've got a guy with a bow and arrow, and we're gonna have him and his mate um, kick some mighty ass in this. And and. Yeah, I, let's let's get Big Willie out of the way because he's not the focus really. He's more of a he's more of a final boss additional threat level for the last episode. And but I it, like that they leave his fate ambiguous enough. Oh, what are you talking about, Matt? He's definitely dead. The internet oh, yes. got really wound up about it because they he's were like, def- "You can't take him out like that." It's like, did you de- see? He, yeah. Did you see a body? Did you it's see great. a body? <laughs> it's great because they can just go, "Oh yeah, he's dead," and then not worry about it. Hmm. And then they can also go. Actually, no, it, this happened, and he's not dead. It just leaves it. It 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 it'll just leaves it open enough that they can do whatever they want with it, depending on what they end up having to slash being able to do with uh, Vincent D'Onofrio in the future. Although he seems like he's fucking up for it. He's cause... loving it, and, he, and he's been sort of dispelling the rumors that the character's dead as well. Yeah, like people have been saying, but they killed you off, and he's like, "Did they? Did they? Did they though?" And considering considering we have Echo coming up late next year slash early twenty twenty three, it would surprise me if they don't leverage that. Yeah, like I think that's your big draw for a character that doesn't have a huge fan base is to be like, well, you liked her in that things. So come watch her in this. Also, the Kingpin will be the central antagonist. They'd be mm. like, yep, we're all in. We are all in. And then it means Hawkeye in the wider plan served as a lead in to a new property with a new star. Um, yeah. I like that. I, mean, I like that we got a completely out of season costume just so they could have one based off on the Spider Man family business graphic so novel. Good. Just like Hawaiian shirt for Christmas. Sure. Okay. I love it. I love that he's leaning into the sort of weird fashion of hanging around with the bro. <clears throat> Dude, like he's, he's the purple pants in the opening shot for him. Those, pa- those pants baby. were fucking purple. It's like with a with I a think- diamond headed cane. Yes. I feel like Vanessa's out of town, so now he can. He's just he can't dress himself. 
That's a really good point. Of course, because Vanessa's the one who kind of like, it's like she, she, she not dress dressing, but she was always the one who'd sort of take care of him. And you could see in the first series of Daredevil, like the way his character visually refines the more time they spend together. That's a oh, really yeah. good point. Like he still had, he still had kind of a drip in this, but it was more of a goofy drip. Again, you need to watch season three of Daredevil. I need to get on that shit. Um, I I like the idea that because uh, it sort of implied that he blipped out of existence for five years. No, no, he didn't. Oh, he didn't blip out of existence. He definitely didn't because. But like territories was, or whatever that they then took over, suddenly people came back, and he was like, well, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> yeah, you know, he definitely didn't blip because it was him who ordered the death of True, uh, yeah. Echo's father, and that was while Ronin was active. That's true. So, so I so guess it, I, I guess out. the grievance he alludes to then is that. Like the territory he's taken suddenly has people back in it. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. oh for fuck's so, yeah. sake! Like, great. Like, yeah. what am I going to do now? So he's lost because the idea in this is he's lost a bit of his <clears throat> stranglehold on New York. Yes, yeah. And he's kind of he's kind of pushed into a corner uh, again. He's a great physical combatant. So what takes him out? An unprecedented use of some gadgets because we've not seen him up against like tech. Really, we've seen him up against fists. And, and standard weapons, but not up against, like, yeah. zappy arrows. Um, and even then, it takes a lot of stuff to take him down. Did you notice that the thing that Kate used was his cufflink? Yeah. The cufflink with the yeah. eye design on it. It was like, oh, that's... God. And again, call back to her learning the little flippy trick um, earlier in the series. Uh, it was cool to see the kingpin. I liked it. It was a nice yes. shorthand for new viewers to go, oh, it's just, it's like the guy in charge. This must be serious. And I feel for everyone like, else, it's like, oh my god, it's fucking Wilson Fisk. I feel like Marvel have listened to the criticism that people had of the of the Netflix shows that they're like they're always a couple of episodes too long, so they've just mm. gone, oh, all right, well, we'll just make it as long as it needs to be, yeah, and not do the yeah. filler. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Jeremy Renner, real fucking good work this week. Real good, real good, especially on the ice with Leah Lena. Um, yeah. And he even convinced me that CGI owl was a real thing. Because <laughs> his reaction was so sweet. I loved seeing it. Seeing this owl in the tree. I loved it. I would have loved it if it... <laughs> Chekhov's owl. I, I would have loved it if it didn't end up coming back as a gag later. Like it was, just, it, was just, it was just an owl. There was just an owl in the tree. That would have been great. But the fact that they yeah, use it to, to, to... They pay it off with a gag later on is even better. The worst death um, for any villain in the yeah. MCU. <laughs> it's like, oh, what happens to him now? Just get carried off by an owl. Ooh. <laughs> tracksuit bros are going to get eaten by an owl's babies. Like, yeah, this is the thing also definitely not the only tracksuit bros that were killed by Clint and Kate that oh, night. Oh, shit, yes. Um, Kate, again, Haley Steinfeld, welcome, fucking welcome to the MCU. So yeah, she's, she's great. She's um, great. Just so so good and again it's that thing of she's the goofball she's the 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 the, the spanner in the works at the start yeah. of the series and once Elena's introduced you realize that kate's actually a bit stuffier than i think even she realizes yeah like there's a, a bit kid. more of yeah there's a bit more of that comes out once she well, she's once she's out goofed she's yeah. a little kind of like thrown off and it's like um and suddenly results to being a lot more kind of formal and and to the point and it's it's the dynamics are so fun to see play against one another. Yeah. Um, I love that she went back to Christmas with him at the end. Yeah, it's very plain trains and automobiles, that. I'm not huge on the reveal of the watch just being that, oh, it's a shield watch. And I know the implication is, hang on, Agent 19 
Mockingbird, even though yeah. Bobby, Bobby exists and was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it could be that the Mockingbirds are a division of the agent number, fair enough. Also, it's, mm. it, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has all but been pushed, all, no, all but been confirmed as to not be in continuity anymore. True, but I'd rather Mockingbird be an active hero and not special guest star Linda Cardellini, who we can only get for certain periods of time and who's not going to take part in the action sequences. True. Like, if you're going to do Mockingbird but, and she's not going to be romantically entangled with Hawkeye, I'd like to see it as a separate, like, this is Mockingbird. And, but at the same time, this is a cute little reference for Hawkeye fans. It is a cute little reference for Hawkeye fans. I wonder what the significance of the watch is other than it was just like hers. I wonder if it'll tie into, say, like, Secret Invasion or something like that going forward. The idea of, oh, yeah, I, I've... Like Fury's going to be like, for this event, I've had, like, certain things, these databases stashed in different parts mm-hmm. of the world, and that's one of them, and then we get a cheeky little cameo from, you know, the family. No, I think I think I like that it... I like the idea that it's just a sentimental value. <clears throat> you soppy sausage. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, true. And it's a fact thing about family and, and, and stuff. So, it's about yeah, family. It's, sentimental value. it's about family, including um, the forcibly adopted family of the LARPers, which oh. is a, a nice payoff. Again, fans of like My Life as a Weapon and that arc, it's nice to see that yeah. these characters were in this series a yeah. bit more than we thought they were going to be. I like it um, a lot. And um, the fact that no one listens to them until they put on their like medieval outfits that everyone just assumes they're superheroes. Yeah, because everyone's <laughs> used to that. <laughs> it's like sure why not it's, it's like um, the actual heroes most of them work for the fire service but they've got to put a stupid outfit on <laughs> yeah they're all like emergency service workers so yeah I like it I like it a lot I um, like it a lot I like um, Florence Pugh just Florence again motherfucking just stealing M- MV Pugh <laughs> just stealing every scene she's in um, mm. I I like with Cox just so good fantastic so so good when really when, when, looking forward to echo now when it came to blows between um between maya and kazi i was like yeah okay this yeah. is fucking hell when hawkeye fires that three-pronged arrow at kazi and his mates and it splits open and hits oh, the two of them and kazi catches it and he goes nice shot and hawkeye looks at him like well, yeah yeah <laughs> No shit. I'm fucking Hawkeye. Of course it was a nice shot. Just because you caught it doesn't mean it wasn't a great shot, you fucking idiot. Like, (laughs) I did the Robin Hood shot in midair. Yeah. (laughs) That slow reveal of the costume as well through the tattered shirt. Yeah. And the fact that he had one, the fact Kate was like, you did wear it. And uh, it looks good. It looks good. It does look good. Those two in those outfits are the first two confirmed figures of the third Marvel Legends Disney Plus wave as well. Yeah. I hope yeah. one of them comes with Lucky the Pizza Dog, who finally gets his full name. Yeah. Um, oh, also, we've got to have Echo in that wave, surely. Uh, they'll probably save that for when Echo comes out. Well, because she'll have she'll probably have more of a definitive look by the time that comes out. Calling it a cop out. Well, well, calling keep, it a cop out. Keep in mind that it it probably won't be a wave until after Moon Knight at the very latest, so that they could fit a few more characters in. <gasps> oh, That's shit. true. What if Fisk's in the wave? What if Fisk's the Builder oh, figure? What if Fisk shows up in Moon Knight? Did yeah, I can dig it. There were rumours, leaks again. There were rumours about Fisk being in Moon Knight, and it yeah, would make sense. It Also, the rumour uh, suggested that Matt Murdock is about to start showing up in quite a few of these projects. Which would also make sense. Which would also explain why Kevin Feige's doubled down on saying, if Matt Murdock shows up again, it will be Charlie Cox. 
more on that later. Um, I really, I really enjoyed this. I really, really enjoyed it. It and was great. It was great. I, I know people are going to inevitably say, where do they get stands among the rest of them? Personally, I still think one division's the clear, like, I was so surprised with how much they played and did stuff that was incredible and weird and out there and the casting and I fucking, think division fucking is, around in a meta level by casting yeah. Evan Peters and things like that. It was like, this is a real fun time. And I think all the others have been also really good. But for me, WandaVision is still kind of just I think Falcon and Winter Soldier in retrospect has been a bit of a mess. Yeah, that that you can feel you can feel the rushed ending and the, the yeah upsets. yeah definitely. It doesn't make the highs um, not and doesn't make the highs of it any less. There's some really good shit in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's I mean, a Disney Jesus. production. It's always going to be. The, the episode, we've said this about Disney before. It's yeah. always of a certain quality. Yeah, it it never goes below a you're, certain. You're always looking. At, you're always looking at a solid like six, seven out of ten for the majority. Mm. Every now and again, they'll do something where you go, "Oh shitting hell!" and it just yeah. soars past it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think um, I, th- I think I think it stands I think it stands head and shoulders with the rest of them, um, and it, and it is ultimately just like what if, <laughs> what if Marvel but Shane Black again, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but not Shane Black this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> emails, look at the emails using your eyes and your fingers and your COVID brain. Ah, uh, my phone, uh, my COVID brain. Fuck. Uh, okay, here we go. 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 Here we, Here we go. go. Here I go. Here I go. I go. Something, 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 bing. So this one comes in for me, and this is part, first part of a two-parter. Ooh. Um, so, this is across the across the opinion verse, part one. Wait, and wait, wait, is, wait, wait. It, it, cr- it crosses the void beyond the mind? Avoid the void beyond the mind. Um, and this is Ian preparing himself for Spider-Man No Way Home by watching the Raimi films. Oh, yes. Um, so. I, prepare, I prepare myself for a lot of things by watching the Raimi films. I prepare myself to have a good day. Prepare myself to have a fantastic wank, like whatever, whatever I need them for. Falling on my head. Um, <gasps> is it, it helps. To, it helps to maintain the illusion. <laughs> oh, and then at know. the end, and then at the end, an adorable neighbor brings me chocolate cake. <gasps> <laughs> You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. I hope this email reaches you both okay. Sorry I missed the cut-off period for last week. Typical Parker look. Just like the upcoming other Spider-Verse film, I've decided to split this email as it's Spider-Man this week, so we'll say thoughts on many other things until next week. Well, lucky for you, Ian, <laughs> things didn't go according to plan. Um, I'm sure this week's podcast has been friendly, spectacular, and amazing. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, but before we start... Did anyone lose a bunch of 20s rolled up in a rubber band because we found the rubber band? Anyway, time <laughs> to please Scooby-Doo this email. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Isn't it crazy how in this film a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the New Yorkers, Chit and New Yorkers, know who Spider-Man <laughs> is but don't care. Funny how that's the whole plot of No Way Home. Yeah. You don't see many in front of the camera tricks anymore, so there's there's many brilliant directing choices. It's definitely Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Doc Ock's arms are a masterclass in perpetrator, almost Mm. Martian War of the Worlds tripod-like. Three words, that hospital scene. Fuck yes. Evil Uh, Dead 4 before an actual Evil Dead 4, basically. Yes. So Uh, creepy. 
This film is 60s in the best way, especially the aesthetic, but it did feel like it'd be playing endlessly on a TV at Woolworths, whatever that analogy is <laughs> meant to mean. Slight nostalgia. Uh, it's like a melancholic dealing with life film. I can see why Chris adores it. A proper real, you're okay, you'll be okay film, and pretty mature emotions-wise. Mm. So, Mary Jane is in the importance of being earnest. All the theatre nerds immediately get the points, plus shiver in the thought of endless cucumber sandwiches. Um, everything in this film is swinging on a spider web between poverty, love... Revenge and endless others. All of the characters are leading double lives to an extent. It's not just Peter wearing a mask as the human experience tells us. The whole series so far feels earnest. Maybe this film also feels so 60s because it's kid to adult. The 60s with the birth of a teenager after all. I'm sure Chris has covered most of this more in his Big Damn Love video, which I'm probably going to watch. Instead of writing a thesis on this film in email form. <laughs> it's definitely a film... I'm sure many have done that with him deservedly so. I do hope No Way Home was at least enjoyable, even if I really do get get what Spider-Man is now. Spider-Man pizza theme starts playing. To, sli- to, sli- to quote another near here in 2017, I'll hear you next week. Goodbye. Makes web shooting motion. Flip. If I had webs, it would have sent the email off. What? I think you, I think you go slightly mad towards the end of that one. Yeah? He's going um, slightly mad. But if anyone's going to write an essay about Spider-Man 2 everyone should write an essay about Spider-Man 2. It's such a perfect um, fucking movie. This one obviously came in before uh, No Way Home came out. This is a short one from Jack that says, I cannot wait for the only Spider-Man in No Way Home to be Tom Holland. Imagine the online reaction. People would be fuming. That will be the real carnage this year. Good day, my boys, and farewell. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home, let there be carnage. And then uh, Jack also says, Hello, big boys. Dan Slot's going to do Doki Who. That's it. Bye. Yeah, did you see that? Yes. He's doing Dan's a limited, limited Ten and Martha series. Who. Yes. Which makes me very happy because when recording Nine is Teddy pitched me like what he would do. And it's not the same as this, but it was like, oh God, you've had it in your head for a while. He's like, yeah, yeah, I have. It's like, oh my God. So I'm very excited to check that out when it comes out. Yes. Yes. Um, yay. Yes. Huzzahs. These uh, words are my own. Um, <laughs> these words my own. Uh, it, oh, it was the MJ version. Yes. So, these two emails are going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. So, if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home, there be spoilers from this point on. Here uh, there be spoilers. Other than the oblique sort of pseudo-spoilers we've alluded to. Um... And also, if you've been on the internet since it came out, there's no way you've not been spoiled <laughs> on on most of the stuff that's in there by this point. But first of all, we'll pick up with Ian's viewing of Spider-Man 3 and Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, um, shit. So, due to a certain film having the second biggest opening weekend ever, I've been incredibly busy, so this email will take the form of unrelated bullet points I wrote down during my first viewing of Spider-Man 3 and Spider-Man No Way Home. Enjoy a cool, refreshing glass of Ian's famous no-context fruit juice in a novelty Spider-Man sippy cup. <laughs> Spider-Man 3. I wonder where that painting of Defoe went. What is that thing doing on my shot? I wonder how many times people have quoted that during filming. Uh, this film wasn't as bad as I expected. Does cheese age better because it's still entertaining? Ah, Spider-Man and Trains, his real enemy. They love <laughs> me. The black and white flashback scene, which becomes colour as the gunshot happens, amazing. The mm. sound effects in this film are pretty good. I wonder what they'll be like in No Way Home. With Venom, I understand why Harry's <laughs> Not <green> as good. <laughs> With Venom, I understand why Harry's green goblet... Goblet? was <laughs> basically put out of action for most of the film. You can tell there's two cooks in this kitchen, but it doesn't feel abrasive. These aren't Spider-Man films. They're films about Peter Parker, which I think many forget, especially in online media. Spider-Man No Way Home. 
Uh, the direction of the flat at the start is really excellent. Uh, yeah, that unbroken shot is, is wonderful. Yes. Little of the same of the lizard chase scene in the school laboratory to Statue of Liberty scaffolding wasn't one shot, but oh well. Uh, during the teacher scene, uh, this is very awkward. Uh, uh, trains, Spider-Man's true enemy returns. Are we just going to basically ignore most of the emotional connection to Sandman? Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not great at math. So all the spoilers were true. Hugging and crying. Lots of hugging and crying. Overall, I did massively enjoy the film. It feels like they've really hit on how to make the MCU Spider-Man feel like Spider-Man, even if it is very full of fan service. We finally have morals and lessons back in a Spider-Man film. The Home Trilogy feels sort of like a prequel series in a way, and I can't help but feel it does sort of reek of a big reset button, but I can't wait to see where we go from here. As it's the festive season, here's some terrible Christmas cracker Spider-Man jokes. Why did Peter Parker start working in stock trading? He wanted to turn his Spidey sense into Spidey dollars. What is Spider-Man's favourite type of TV show? A web series. Uh, what did Spider-Man <sighs> say when he got his first job? With minimum wage comes minimum responsibility. Jesus what Christ. What month does the MCU Spider-Man get very emotional in? May. Oh! I hope you both, friends, family, and all the listeners have a big damn happy festive season. Sincerely, your favourite youth pastor with back problems, Ian. Um, <laughs> Do you know what I think yes. those jokes were? Do you know what I think those jokes were, Mayhew? What? A menace! They were a menace! <laughs> Look what I got! I found my white whale! I found him! I got an Amazon alert and the Jameson action figure was up for like a day with correct pricing. The so I've got him. I've got Jam-son. my J. Jonah Jamison. My, my new J.K. Simmons. You've got Armadillo's left arm. I, most importantly, I've got Armadillo's left arm and the Sado completionist boy in me can also rest easy that I got the chase figure as well. Hey! I got the integrated suit from the, the third act of this movie. Yeah. Uh, which, I'll be honest, in motion, I didn't hate. I was fine with it in motion. I'm still not a huge fan of it static, but in the film, I quite I liked it. So it was like, okay. And also, it's nice to know that we now have an end to all of these suit variants going yeah. forward. Um, yeah, we definitely are not going to see any more suit variants at all, ever. No, well, we definitely will. But yeah, at, least well, we are, at least we have a nice default um, to work from now. All right, before we get into our spoiler-filled thoughts, we're going to do this one from Sam. Um, and then we can just talk about Spider-Man Far, uh, No Way Home for the rest of the podcast. I mean, we can talk podcast. about Spider-Man Far From Home if you want. I quite like Spider-Man Far From Home. Far From Home. No Way Home. <laughs> no Way you Home. You know too. what I mean. Um, hello, kings. <laughs> first things first. Uh, Mr. Johnson, I hope all is well in the land of Panto. From taking a look at your Insta stories, you and your Panto crew look like you're having a blast. Mr. Watson, Chris is right. Your Randy Craig impression was spot on top of the class. (laughs) All that being said. Remember the scene in Ratatouille where the food critic ate said Ratatouille? For some reason, I thought he meant he ate the rat. Yeah, he just devours Remy. It's been a while since you watched it, right? (laughs) Mm. Yes, the mm. rat was called Ratatouille. The rat was called Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> Just like yeah, the yeah. lead characters in Toy Story the are rat. Toy Story the Cowboy. The to- <laughs> yeah, Toy and Story. Um, the abundance of joy it gave him. The, the, the abundance of joy eating the rat gave him. Um, that was me during Spider-Man No Way Home. Nostalgia is a powerful drug. Seeing the three spiders united made my heart swell. Andrew and Toby are as beautiful as the day we last saw them. Me and my partner held each other in shock when they came through the portals and our audience's reaction was crazy. God, I love late night showings. 
Multiversal spiders aside, this is Tom Holland's Peter Parker finally coming to grips with responsibility and what it takes to become Spider-Man. That's what made this. That's what made this film hit home for me overall. The new suit reveal with Peter finally fully embracing his spider future made my eyes wide with joy. <clears throat> I'm so excited to see where this new trilogy goes. Now we have our fully fleshed out Spider-Man. Ooh, sorry, pardon me. Ah. Every action set piece was breathtaking. I loved the fight with Goblin and Peter in the apartment block. You can see the sadistic joy oozing out of Norman. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> Willem Dafoe has still got it after 20 years, as does my beloved Alfred Molina. I love this boy! Holy moly, I could write so much more about how brilliantly No Way Home was executed, but you'd still be here by Christmas reading this email. <laughs> um, thank you for another year of pop culture japes, boys. I'm proud to have you as my number one podcast. Spotify said so. I don't make the rules. Have a wonderful big damn Christmas, and until next year, goodbye, my dears, your friendly neighbourhood, Sam. Bless your eyes, Sam, and bless your dream holes. Bless you! Um... Sam Raimi? Indeed. No, no, no. no. Could be. Won't Indeed. Be. Won't be. He's busy uh, on reshoots for Doctor Strange 2 at the moment. Which, uh, yes, so spoilers again. You've probably already noticed, folks. Yeah, spoilers, 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 spoilers. Um, the post credit scene was the Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness trailer. Which, which has now been released. They could not contain, and it's now out in the world. They could not contain. They knew they wouldn't be able to contain it. <laughs> Can't contain this much Ducky Strange. Including a lovely teaser poster featuring Strange, Wanda, and the other Strange. Um, yeah, it was nice to see that in live action. Actually. Holy shit, the what if Doctor Strange is in Strange 2. Yeah, yeah like, I liked it. What the fuck? Also, Shuma Bloody Gora. <laughs> Shuma Gora. Shuma Gora. More dough. More dough. Mm. Um, about damn time because she would tell us you four is a goddamn treasure and the fact that we haven't seen him in f- nearly six years by the time this comes out is a crime um, in, in the Marvel universe uh, Rachel McAdams as well yay Christine is a part of the story thank fuck um, Wong's the Sorcerer Supreme love it due to a technicality <laughs> love it which I love I love that so much it's like he's the Sorcerer Supreme because Strange got you know blipped and Wong didn't. So he's a sorcerer. And now that Strange is back, he's like, right. And <laughs> I'm still the Sorcerer Supreme, motherfucker. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I like that. Big a love lot. for Wong. Oh my god, we have so much Wong now. Wong is in five movies now. It's the Wong Cinematic Universe now. Do- yeah, Doctor Strange, uh, Infinity War, Endgame. Um uh, Shang-Chi Shang-Chi no and Way No Way Home and then Multiverse of Madness yeah just six movies I'm here for this I'm so here for this six six movies of Wong six pure uncut appearances of Wong makes me very happy um, Benedict Wong can do no wrong um, <laughs> Eccles, Eccles, Eccles finest Eccles Benedict finest Wong. son Benedict Wong damn right um <laughs> <laughs> where to begin well let's get your general thoughts on the film because last time we spoke about this on the podcast uh, I'd seen it and I had um, not and you had not what are your thoughts on the movie film with your eyes and neck I think it's very good I think it's very good indeed it's really I fun isn't it I <laughs> think it balances an enormous cast very well um, I think it does a really good job of balancing nostalgia with moving the character forward I think it does an 
excellent job at bringing back stuff you know slash love slash tolerate in a way that makes you happy to see all that stuff again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that it completely bait and switches the whole Venom in the MCU thing uh, in a great little post-credit sequence. Um, I am sad that they that they treated certain characters in the way they did, but I understand why they did it and that you're supposed to feel sad. And yeah, it, it, it just feels a shame that there are two prominent female characters and one of them has to die for a point to be made. Yeah. But we also never got the origin. We never really got to see it. It's been alluded to. We know there was a Ben Parker. We know Peter's philosophy is that if he doesn't do things that only he can do, then and bad things are going to happen, then the bad things still happen, and that's on him. But he hasn't had that moment where it is <clears throat> said to him, I suppose. So, yeah, we, we, we get it. And and then this film confirms that, oh, yeah, just so you know, that's the one constant in the multiverse, it seems, for you. Yeah. At some point, you will have to learn that with great power comes great responsibility. Um, just seemed that this Peter learns it in their, like, fifth adventure, fifth big adventure. Um, well, he's already got the, you know, the impetus to do the right thing and the mm-hmm. sort of the natural heroism of, of Peter Parker yeah. in the various incarnations across the multiverse it's just that he's not had that moment he's not been challenged yet no and this this kind of finally does that and it's it's not that he did here his lesson isn't that he didn't do what he should with his gifts and something horrible happened and he feels that that's on him it's that people got hurt because of him so yeah. the, the the true embracing of the with great power by the end of this movie yeah is his final act in the film of resetting everyone and choosing not to reintroduce himself into his friends' lives. Yeah. Because if he does that, then as far as he's concerned, he's just bringing them back into the line of fire. So it's a bit more of a depressing kind of outlook overall, but it's absolutely the right decision for a Spider-Man to make in a Spider-Man property. Uh, I love that. I love the way it's handled, how he goes back to the coffee shop to talk to the now completely unaware of who's, who Peter Parker is, uh, MJ Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, Michelle Jones Watson. She doesn't like being called Watson. Yeah, just MJ. She likes MJ's, that's it. But we now know officially her name is Michelle Jones Watson. Um, and again, that little acknowledgement with Toby as well is a hit and sort of MJ sort of that look of like, okay. I just look, okay. Just that idea that it's like, all right, fair enough. So like, it seems that there are, there's always going to be kind of an MJ out there in some way, and is yeah. who it is. Um, but yeah, like her just sort of pushing her hair away from her face while they're talking, and that like, reveal of the plaster and that whole notion. It's just the moment that happened. I went, I know exactly what they're about to do, and it's the right decision. Yeah, it is the right decision. It sucks because it means no more than Dyer or Jacob Batalon. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I yeah. think I think for it to hold any water, you can't do it. Now, I know Sony won't be able to fucking resist. I don't I think, have a problem with them doing it. I think you hold off and you just don't do the unrequited love story. If you want the films to continue to kind of feel fresh, you need to do a different story now. Um, he should be trying to keep people at arm's length now. Like, yeah. That should be his thing. Um, maybe a chance meeting leads to them kind of hitting it off if, again. If they are going to do another trilogy, it should be a through line through the trilogy. 
Yeah. Or something that you save for the second or third one. Yeah. And you, you, so we have, because that's something that this, this Peter has always suffered from because of the, the Marvel Studios, Sony back and forth of it all is that he never seems to have an ongoing arc like that, that then lasts for a period of time. Like it's almost like as soon as the arc begins, another thing's introduced and you're like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like even this one, you know, what's it, what, what does it mean to have a Peter Parker whose identity is exposed to the world? Well, we'll find out for 15 minutes and then we'll move on. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's a shame. Um, but in doing that, they springboard off into a, into the story we into get into another plot, which is it's neat because they're not just like, oh, okay, well, we're ignoring that. Mm. It's actually it's actually everything that's happening is a consequence of that initial premise. And I love that it's not him going, I just want my life back. It's my friends' lives being ruined yeah. because it's of their association him. with me. It's yeah. about his friends and family, yeah. which is you know, it's very Peter. Yeah, and and that's it's very just, Peter. That was the thing that struck me the most about this. It's it's the most Peter Parker this Peter Parker has felt in the MCU. Yeah. And, and it's a lot um, of Tom Holland doing it's Tom Holland doing a lot of emotional heavy lifting. Mm, yeah. Um, um and he feels more mature. There's there's an in an interview yeah, yeah, an interview in the early press for this, he talks about how he found it difficult to find Peter again after having done um like you know a, a cherry specifically yeah yeah just before going into this because suddenly he was he was having to find that kind of that kid again in him and um and and it was a little tougher but like you said there's more emotional heavy lifting in this one for him to do yeah and this is not the same this is not the same peter who is a panicking child in homecoming's third act when the building's falling on him but it does feel like the same peter it's the same character yeah but yeah it's it's like he's he's now He's now realizing that, like, the weight on top of him is mostly because of him. Yeah. Whether he meant it to be that way or not, it's because of him. But he's more worried about it crushing everyone else around him than he is himself. And you want um, to talk about, you know, people finding Peter Parker again? Let's 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 talk about Toby and uh, Andrew. Yeah, let's get let's get who, to the let's get to the red and blue elephants in the room who feel uh, like they've never, never left. Not yeah. Yeah, especially, especially Andrew Garfield. Andrew. Can we please talk about how this is Tom's movie? Andrew Garfield was the Spider-Man that I walked away from this going, fuck, he's good, isn't he? He's good. He's, he's so very, good. very good. Like his films not were bad. So good. They um, were bad. They, his, they, weren't, they, weren't, they weren't not so good. They were actively bad. His Peter, but, his Peter, a little bit too cool for Peter. Like it I was mean, at the I'm time. Well, I buy it now. Now that we're seeing him older and a bit dorkier, yeah, like he's a, he's a much dorkier version than he was in those two movies. And I'm like, there he is. Hello, hi. Like Where have you been? With both of them, with him and Toby, they've both clearly developed in the time since we've last seen them. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Andrew's sort of been in a state of arrested development <laughs> and is starting to realise it's the wrong decision. Yeah. And Toby he's, has he's just like a... just carried on like doing his yeah, thing. Yeah, he's just he's just trying to be trying to trying to do better. Um and And, uh... <laughs> and then yeah, and 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 the and the the amazing spider uh just realising that he's giving himself over to you know he's not he's not co- he's not moved on he's not coped yeah and he, or he's coping in the wrong way um and then having that moment of closure where he saves mj yeah it's brilliant oh, it's so good it's you, so good are you okay yeah are you okay just like 
oh my god as soon as it cut back from her to him i was, I was like oh my god yeah wonderfully played and a nice moment of closure for that character yeah um that again in the context of this film everything that both of them brought up gives the context needed for this movie if you've never seen either of those previous yeah. series yeah. but if you have this is like there you go there you go there you go like the notion that peter and mj in the Raimi universe have made it work it took a while yeah but they're happy and it's like and it's the idea that yeah, it would take a while. Spider-Man three ends on that wonder ends on that wonderfully bittersweet note of like, this is going to take some repair to yeah. be a thing, and there's no rush. Like we're here for each other, and the idea that you know, oh god, it it worked, it worked out. It's like that's really sweet. Uh, these two Spider-Men officially have designations in the MCU database now. By the way, okay. So uh, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is uh, designated. Uh, Spider-Man from the Amazing Spider-Man universe. Yeah. And Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is designated the Spider-Man of the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man universe. Oh, I like that. Which feels right, because obviously it's a very 60s-inspired, like, feels, more feel-good yeah. kind of, like, universe that he comes from. So it's the, like, the, yeah. the New York of the Spider-Man, Ra- of the Raimi Spider-Man films feels a lot smaller. Than smaller, the New York of the warmer, um, yeah. um, definitely more... Uh, there's, there's more of a community feeling yeah. to, to it, which of course was in itself was a response to to 9-11 and, and back in 2002. Well, certainly in the second one, not so much in the first one because it was mostly shot. It was, sort of re- it was retroactively, yeah. yeah they, 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 certainly in the second one. Definitely in number two. And yeah, uh, yeah Amazing Spider-Man, it just makes sense because those films are called The Amazing Spider-Man. So that just makes yeah, total yeah. sense that that's the designation. Um, I... <laughs> I love that little kind of comparisons of themselves that is clearly not even laced with drowning in meta humor based oh, on yeah. the fact that Garfield's movies aren't very good. And he probably in real life felt partially responsible for that, even though it's really not his fault. It's really not his fault. Like he's, and I think, you know, you look at the discourse around those movies that him and Emma Stone come out of it looking as good as they possibly can yeah not really many of the actors don't come out of it with a slap on the wrist like no one's really singing the praises of dane dehan's take on the green goblin I mean, or no, and, and, and why should they? And, and as much garbage and as much fun as he's clearly having like paul giamatti does not get a pass for his election no he Sechevich. does not get a pass and i like that that's even listed as like well you fought aliens and stuff like all i thought is like a dude in a rhino suit it's just like yeah yeah um i love the references to harry without ever naming him yeah. The two of them talk about how their best friend, like, they betrayed their best friend, they upset him, and then their best friend turned evil and tried to kill them and then died in their arms. Yeah. Or he went in, in, you know, Andrew's case, like, best friend, like, went insane. And the fact that, obviously, they never say it, but both those friends became goblins. Yeah. And here we are with Ned Leeds, who... <laughs> the the yeah. once and brief hobgoblin in the comics. No. Did you notice his wardrobe throughout the entire film was mm-hmm. orange and blue? Mm-hmm. Little cheeky very boys. Good. Very good. Uh, Flash finally getting his blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> Massive being, frosted tips. Just being the biggest douche. <laughs> Such a good choice. He's so good. Um, and MJ again, like slight tint of red to her hair this time. Mm-hmm. Um, Zendaya being absolutely freaking wonderful. This did feel kind of like, uh, again, the ultimate Spider-Man vibe was maintained. It sort of felt like we'd moved yeah. into the, uh, into the, um, Peter Parker, Ultimate Spider-Man, like or you know, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man era, where it's like him and 
Johnny and Kitty and, and MJ game. and yeah, there's a, there's a Scooby Doo this shit. It's <laughs> just Spider-Man like, who's amazing friends, but it's none Scooby of them are superheroes. Doo. It's Scooby Doo this shit. He said yeah. shit. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, I, I love that supporting cast. Nice to see Betty Brandt in a cameo. Um, yeah, that was good. That she, she. Good. If you want a bit more of Betty Brandt, uh, the wonderful, uh, I can't remember the actress's name, but like I think we first saw her in the Nice Guys, um, Possibly. as as Ryan Gosling's daughter in that. Yeah. You know, the one who like actually does all his shit for him because he's useless. Yeah. Um, she's great. If you want to see more of her, look up the Daily Bugle on TikTok because Betty, oh, Bra- yeah, Betty Brandt's been employed as an intern, and it's, it's really good web content. Actually, it's really, really good viral marketing. Very good. Um, because after the Very film good. came out, all the because they're all videos based on the idea of like talking about this Peter Parker kid. After the film came out, there's a few more of them, but the comments are full of people being like, "Why are you just showing pictures of this boy? I don't understand what you're saying." So like, who is this kid? I don't understand. <laughs> who is this boy? Like, well done, comment section. Well done, comment section for getting it and running with it. Good work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who is this boy? Boy. Um, speaking of that finale, lovely little shot to establish that the ending of this movie happens at least at least a week before the Hawkeye finale. Yeah. yeah. He swings past the Rockefeller Center and the Christmas tree and it's all intact. <laughs> yeah, still there. <laughs> so that was a nice bit of continuity. He was like, oh, okay, all yeah, right. I like it very much. Uh, <laughs> um, which is, again, wonderful because it's like, watch Hawkeye, like a week later and it was like oh shit yeah oh just to to, to touch on Hawkeye again do you think we're gonna see Swordsman again I wouldn't mind if we didn't but I I would also be really happy if we did because he was so it was such a nice red herring I think it was a lovely red herring he was a lot of fun I think if we do I think if we do it'll be in a cameo I think it'll probably do you know what it'll probably it'll probably be him and Kate somewhere like they'll they'll go and get a place because she'll be like, I'm so sorry that I misjudged you. And he's like, hey, I did some dodgy shit, but you know, at least I wasn't murdering people. That was your mum. And you. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love that bit again. Yeah, I love that bit where Elena said, um, what'd you call it? Like, you do this to your family as the police pull up. And Kate just sort of goes, yeah. And it's, it's like, so, oh shit. Yeah, your mum killed people. Like, absolutely. Let her get taken away by the police. Let's yeah. go. Um yeah. Uh, so, so again, the the classic yeah. suit at the end. We don't see it very long, but it's got a bit of a Parker Industries kind of shiny blue yeah, it's texture. Quite, it's, yeah, very cartoony. Um, I like it. Um, there will be a Hot Toys figure of it inevitably for pre-order in the next couple of months, and people will spend four hundred pounds on it, and then it'll get a redesign in the next one anyway, and everyone will go, "Oh fuck!" Um, I like that we're getting the classic uh, Peter Parker genius dropout. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is the apartment. The apartment even kind of looked like the one from the Raimi trilogy. Just yeah. this dank, shitty little apartment. It's like nice, nice. nice. Like we're we get we're getting we're getting into seventies, eighties Peter Parker Spider Man comic territory now. And it's like yes, yeah, okay, let's do this. Yeah. Um. Oh fuck, where even to begin? Uh, Maguire. It's again nice to see him. Definitely older. I, I I one criticism I have of the movie, and I sort of hinted at it last time, is that. You can tell a lot of this for secrecy's sake was the sorts of shots that they had to make do with in certain films like Endgame, where they've just got the one actor on screen. I think I don't think it's necessarily secrecy's sake either. I think it's also scheduling and COVID restrictions. True, but like to not see Melina and Maguire share a frame 
at yeah. any point was yeah. like, what is this? Like, you have a lovely warm... Mo- I love... Again, we'll talk about the villains in a second, but I love that they had that moment of him sort of being like, oh my God, Peter, my boy, hello. And it's like, yeah, hey, dude. Like, teaming up. Let's go. I, again, I like the red herring of that when Ock shows yes. up and then beats the fuck out of Max. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Some some good red herring stuff in in, uh, in the MCU this last um, couple of weeks. The, neither of the suits got a glory shot. Did you notice? There was never yeah. sort of like a, look at them. It was just They were just there, which kind of led to some weirdly confusing web choreography in that final set piece. There was a few yes. web swingy bits where you're like, I can't tell who the fuck's who. What's going on? Um, and again, I think the, I think the CGI throughout the movie was sort of fine. Like it wasn't particular. We were sort of black to Black Panther levels of really. That's the final. Okay, sure, let's go with it. Like I'm just enjoying the story, but you could have absolutely polished that up a little bit. Yeah, I see um, where you're coming from, especially for a couple of our old CGI characters. And I think you could tell that Ock was not there. Like the the the, the tentacles were not. A physical prop. Um, uh, most of the time, I feel like it was pretty strong. It was cool, but like there was definitely a rapport that Molina had with his appendages in the second film that wasn't in this one. Like there wasn't a, mm. you know, that 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 actor being inspired by the physical presence thing. It was sort of, mm. you know, it, it was not. If you watch the Shang Chi assembled documentary on Plus, it was not Kingsley and the Green Pillow that played Morris, for example. Um, well, you can in that you can tell that he was working with something physical and getting attached to it and treating it like a, a performer. Whereas, uh, whereas in this, Molina's doing a lot of little sort of looks and glances, and the CGI guys aren't quite matching the chemistry that he had with the puppet props in Number Two. Yeah, um, uh, Garfield's suit looks fucking spectacular. Still, this, this amazing Spider-Man Two suit looks fucking She's spectacular. She's supposed to be amazing. Ha ha! No, no, I'm lame. No. No, you're amazing. Hey. Say it. Say it. You're amazing. <laughs> and the whole thing's like, Peter three. <laughs> like all that stuff. <laughs> just, Fucking brilliant. The idea that he's the third best. He's just like, fine. Okay. <laughs> like all those little meta references to the, the wider world's perception of these movies. Multiple really Spideys cool. pointing at each other. Yeah, we got the shot and it was in them in their civvies in the lab. Yeah. Pointing at each other is like yeah, subtle. And then we get it again subtle. on the statue in the Statue of Liberty as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When they're sort of like game plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love that the game plan makes no sense. It's just we attack them together. Well, that's what they're already fucking doing. Like, yeah. What are you, what are you yeah. talking about? Um, <laughs> there are, and you're probably the same a week on. There are lots of bits about this movie where the more time you have away from it, the more you go, wait, fucking what? No, that doesn't <laughs> work. The reason why I'm urging listeners who still haven't seen it live, but are like. Um, toying with it and are not fussed about spoilers which is why you're still listening but you've not seen it I urge you to watch this in a theatre if, if it's safe if it's safe <laughs> and even if it's like a early morning showing and there's six other people go with a friend or a family member because this this is a shared experience I it think. is a shared experience like I, what was your theatre like because I said, as I said last time I was gasped and cheered several times which for our listeners outside of the UK is not a thing people do in yeah, UK no, cinema. Yeah, no, my cinema was relatively subdued. Okay. There was a lot of bit of a, ooh, do, 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 do. like, look, it wasn't so much a, people weren't so much, like, saying stuff or cheering, they were, as much as there was a sort of feeling in the air. Like the moment a cane showed up in the first 15 minutes, for example, everyone kind of leans yeah. forward a bit and goes, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what, were the, what were the bits that, for you, you felt the room 
Peter Tingle because for our screening it was Peter Tingle. <laughs> our screening it was Matt Murdock's Matt Murdock cameo. Was definitely one of them. It was um, Andrew as he nearly Andrew. as he nearly yeah. came out of the portal, and the room collectively were like, "That's not Holland's suit." Yeah. And it was this sudden realization of, "Oh my god, it's actually happening!" Um, yeah. And then the mask came off, and it was like, "Pretty <laughs> basically the entirety of that scene." Yeah, like, which again, from... I've seen so many complaints about that saying it's so low key. That scene, like, it's just in a fucking apartment and it's played mostly for laughs. And I'm like, you want it to be like the end of Endgame? Yeah, it's fucking Spider Man. Like, like <clears throat> it's a dude in his pajamas with a weird, is... weird eye- eyeballs on his mask. Like, let it be weird and small. It's better weird and small. It is. It is better weird and small. You're about to have an epic <clears throat> fight on the Statue of Liberty. Let this bit be weird and small. The Statue of Liberty with a big shield on it now because which apparently was, that's how which much Which was referenced in Hawkeye. Rogers. Yeah. Which was referenced in Hawkeye. Good. They were like, we've got to go see that new Statue of Liberty. I think they're still doing repairs. It's like, yeah, they will be because a week ago, some fuckers knocked yeah. parts of it off. <laughs> Damage control fixes it real quick. Damage control um, being more of a security force. Yeah. That was an interesting Sinister, isn't it? Yeah. It's I like, like that. It's like, who's paying for them now? Because it used to be Stark Industries. It ain't Stark anymore. Who the fuck's behind it this time? Um, I love that the Matt Murdock cameo doesn't really make much sense if you don't know it's Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Where he catches the brick. But Peter, who's watching this who doesn't know who Daredevil is at this Peter's point? like, what? how did you do that? I'm a really good lawyer. I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> That's very good. It's so, very it good. was so was good to see Charlie Cox again. It was so good to see him again. I was half expecting to see Daredevil show up and help him out. Towards the end, I think I'm it would have taken. I think it would have taken too much explaining by that point. <laughs> but if if the rumors are to be true, then this is their reintroduction slash intro to people who didn't watch yes. the older stuff. And this is like uh, this is like. Um, and the fact that the, this and the Hawkeye finale came out in the same week as well. Yeah, it sort of feels like they're teasing teasing up the idea of like this world's about to start showing up in our world. Yeah, and you know, like like. Um, Julia Louise Dreyfus, like we're, we're starting to just see the idea of who these people are, yeah. um, which you know it's like yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, happy. Let's talk. Let's talk. John Favreau. I love John Favreau. I adore John Favreau, and, and I love him so much. I kind of hope this is the last we. See. No, actually, no. I tell a lie because I think Happy would fit in Armor Wars. Um, because then if his last appearance is going to be his last appearance in Armor Wars, at least it's in like an Iron Man thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of closing it off a little bit. Um, but if this was sense. the last we saw of him, it's quite bittersweet. It, it's, it's Yeah, it's very bittersweet. Yeah. Like that scene at, at, at May's grave is... Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's tough. And the idea that he's just sharing a moment with a stranger, not knowing that... This this dude was basically your like step nephew. He was basically yeah. your stepson, and he'll never know. Um, and also, how people's—the really horrific thing is—is is, is how people's brains have sort of made those gaps work. Yeah, that's going to take that's going to take a lot of explaining. Memories. It's going to take a lot of explaining, but it's magic. They say it's magic. I mean, it's magic. Isn't it? magic. So, yeah, like for example. So much- We've rehabilitated the villains. Let's send them back. What to the moment of their death? Yeah. Well, you don't know when they came from. Or do, do they go? Well, two of them. You definitely do. <laughs> Goblin and Octavius. It's just before they died. Oh yeah, of course. Like Octavius literally describes having him by the throat, and then I can't remember. I ended up here. So it's like, which explains because that was our worry as well, wasn't it? It's like, hang on, Oc is redeemed. 
Yeah. In the end of Spider-Man 2. He forces the AI of the tentacles to listen to him, and then he saves the world. He saves New York from being sunk into the ocean. And in this, it's like, well, hang on, he's a villain. That's kind of undoing the ending. No, because he hasn't got to that bit yet. No. Like, he's been plucked out of that that rip. And again, it might not even be our Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2. It's just a multiverse, a universe that is kind of the same as that one for the most part. Yeah. Like, it looks mostly the same. Um, I mean, it is, for all intents and purposes, but, you know. Yeah, it but, is. But, but the idea is that, yes, the AI is in complete control. He's arrived here. He's probably panicked. And the AI has been like, right, come on, let's figure this out. Yeah. Where's our machine? Where's the trinium? You know, like the power I, I of the like sun the he- in the palm of my hand, which at first was like, are they just going to quote the other films? And then it's like, no, it's because he's just said it in the yeah. other room. And he's making a point of being like, stop pissing me around. Stop pissing me off, Peter. Like, come on. Where is it? We were just doing this dance, like, in the warehouse, like, ten minutes ago. Yeah. What is this? Why have you changed your suit? What's going on? Um, But yeah, like, do they go back at the moment of their death? Do they go back in the present day for their respective Spider-Men so that it's more a thing of, like, you're back, you're redeemed? Because everyone gets redeemed. Everyone gets cured. Of of their well, powers yeah, or their redeemed, or their affliction, I, think, I don't think he can redeem Norman as much as now he has to live well, with what he's done. Well, yeah, that too, because they read this film really does establish the idea that yeah, Norman and the Goblin are definitely two different people. Yes. So, at the end of Spider Man, originally, like the Goblin gets stabbed, and then Norman gets the last word before he yeah. dies. Like this has kind of set the idea that yeah, like. In that last fight, it's not this thing of, oh, they're one and the same now. It's, no, it's the goblin. And then Norman says, don't tell Harry. And dies. Um, Whereas, yeah, and you realise that, like, he's feeling remorseful for what he's been doing to his son. Because in this, he's like, he Mm. misses his son. And it's like, oh, shit. It's like, yeah, I mean, he's not going to cameo because fuckers only just come back and made any statements about the sexual assault allegations. Yeah. But, um... We're not going to see him again. Nope. Um... You're probably wondering why James Franco's in hell. Well, James Franco liked to make students do weird auditions for sexual kicks. Play me off, Johnny. Ding 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 ding. Um yeah, I I uh I yeah, fucking oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's get let's get into nitty-gritty. Well, let's let's work our way up cuz I think Willem Dafoe well, there's one there's one other supporting character I want to talk about before we get to the villains, but I think Willem Dafoe's the MVP, so let's save him for last. Okay. Um uh Marissa Tomei. Yeah. Bless her. Real fucking good. It, even if unfortunately the script is so in service of Peter that May's moral stances kind of only really exist to further the plot in a lot of respects. Like, she's the one who's like, We've gotta help this man. And it's like, I get that, sure. The last film did, without using the name, set up the notion that she works at the feast centres and she's about like yeah. helping the homeless and the disenfranchised. And this one, finally we get it, like, fo- like there it is on the fucking wall. It's a feast centre. And it's like, cool, okay. Mm. Um, but, like, she's like, oh, no, we've got to take care of him. It's like, mate, honestly... As sweet as that is, you don't know who the fuck this guy is. No. Like, you honestly don't know. You could say that, and, like, he could then just turn around and go, Godspeed at me, and stab her with a spork. Like, <laughs> we don't know. Do you know what I mean? It just seemed a bit, like, I seemed think, too I, too quick to be sympathetic. The thing, though, think- is is how much of... How much of, of May's character is like that because the plot needs it to be, 
And how much is the plot like that and May has her place within it because that's her character? I, I think... I Are think they it, even different it, things, really? I think, I think it does forget itself a bit. I think May had a lot more of a character in the first two films in the Home trilogy that was definitively like her hers and her behaviours and everything. Whereas in this one, everything she stood for or suggested kind of was necessary for the plot to happen. And that kind of sucked because in the last one she had a lot she had her own shit going on in the last one. And this time it felt like she was there to make sure Peter's story oh, feel, carried no, on. No, I feel like she does have her own shit going on in this one. It's just that it happens to coincide with the plot in a way that didn't in the others. Fair play. I'm glad it, I'm glad it played for you. I'm, I'm yeah, really glad it, worked, it played it for you. It works for me. It, it um, worked for me. I kind of like the red herring. She's dead. She's fine. Oh, she's fine. Oh. Oh, no, she's dead. <laughs> oh, no, she's not. Like, I kind of yeah. like that. It was. It was... Yeah. It was tough to watch. And again, it is, it she, is rough. It's rough. She and Holland act the fuck out of that scene. Um, and it's sort of like this weird, almost like more grown up, less surprised um, gut reaction from Peter compared yeah. to Stark dying. Like Stark dying in Endgame breaks him. Like he's panicking and you can, like he's in tears and here it was more no come on come on come on come on you're okay you look at me look at me like he was more in control yeah. um but you could see behind the eyes like he knows that this is it and it's it's so devastating it's horrifying watch. and then obviously it plays out over the next few scenes including him nearly murdering a villain uh and i like the oh. fact that it, i like the fact that it is the purest and sweetest <laughs> incarnation of the character who is the one to be like yep yeah, stop like no, don't don't fall off this edge. Um, I also like that this definitively proves that yes, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man is the physically strongest Spider Man of the three. Yeah, <laughs> which we sort of had a suspicion of from the films and like in terms of like what they've all been able to achieve. But when motherfucker can stop a train, <laughs> like <laughs> motherfucker can definitely stop Tom Holland sticking a glider in Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, even if he then got a fake out death, which I wasn't, well, I wasn't fond of. That made the cinema go. <gasps> yeah. <coughs> True. So it makes sense that he's the strongest. And he's still got back problems. Yeah, I like that. Which that in itself good. is a reference to him like nearly being fired from the role because of his back problems, and it's like fuck. And the, the entire bit of him and Andrew Garfield just like popping each other's backs. Oh. What the fuck? All the. It, all the inter Spidey interplay was very good. Um, uh, before we move to the villains, let's touch on the fact that Sony can't make a Spider-Man movie or can't have Disney make a Spider-Man movie for them without crowbarring in multiple suits for merchandising reasons. That being um, said, I liked all of the suits. The use of the Iron Spider suit, well done. Fair enough. Like, sure, we finally got rid of the fucking thing, but it, it kind of had a story point to it. I yep. did enjoy the weird little twist of um, of, of it. <laughs> of, of Ock immediately incorporating the nanotech, and you're going, oh, no. And then Peter being like, and I've got control of your tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. That was, that was quite smart. Nice I little reverse. Um, I didn't hate the integrated suit, because it basically was just, here's some of your nanotech back. Is that yep. fair enough? That'll do. Um, I really do like the No Way Home. Um, uh, not so No Way Home. Far from Home. Uh, upgraded suit. The the red. The red and black. Yeah. I do enjoy that. I it, like was, that a lot. it was slightly refined in this one. Um, 
as as cool as it looked visually, the fuck was the point in this black and gold one? It was just neat. I liked it. Like what the f- one scene, and I'm disappointed that yeah, all the, the action figures of it. Washed. I'm disappointed that all the action figures of it don't come with either the wrist gauntlet to cast spells or the gaffer tape mobile phone on his chest. Oh, yes, that was very good. Which <laughs> was such a fun little design idea. It was very um, good. And, uh, yeah. Uh, strange. Really good use of Strange. Um, yeah. Felt like comic books. Doctor Strange isn't... Because everyone went, why would he do this if it could go wrong? Doctor Strange isn't, like, the bastion of stoic... He's um, not. Thingy. He's, he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. And he's like, I can. The reason he does this spell is because he's like, fucking, come on. I we owe this kid summer, and I can do this. It's fine. I can do it. I can, I can do it. It's fine. It's cool. I'll do Even it. if the Whatever. sorcerer supreme says I shouldn't. Yeah, and I think the reason why people have got the wrong end of the stick is because obviously in Infinity War he's more of a voice of reason and sensibleness. So he's like, yeah, fucking no, we are not doing this. And the fact that they went with Stark's plan is part of why Thanos gets the time stone. Yeah, and it's like well, I think mm-hmm. you know I think he's probably learnt a thing or two since then. True, true. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he also apparently can't ask Peter what the conditions of the spell are or concentrate during the spell. But again, yeah. that's how we get a film to happen. That so. is true. You've got to make some. You've got to make some concessions to the logic for the plot to happen. It's lovely to see Stan and Steve's boys in a film together. Um, yeah. It's fun to see them fight. It's fun to see Peter it use maths. Pete to use maths to get out of the mirror dimension. I'm great at maths. I'm actually <laughs> geometry. It's very good. So good. It's very good. Um, Cumberbatch clearly having fun, sort of playing the grumpy older statesman. Stuck there for what? Twelve, 12 hours. Oh uh, yeah, definitely longer than Loki. <laughs> yeah. I've been falling for thirty minutes. <laughs> Sound Shen. Um, so- <laughs> Oh yes. And, uh, yeah, I oh it's strange as fun. I like I like the slight the slight redesign of the outfit, which looks like it's gonna carry on a bit into the next movie, a little bit. Um, albeit uh tweaked. And even then in the next one there's an action figure uh has already been revealed of Defender Strange. Nice. And he's in a black outfit with the red trim, no nice. cape, and a shorter Shorter beard, so either it's another strange from a different universe, or he's going to get a revamp and look a bit more like his sort of new Avengers um, look, but called cool. Defender Strange because obviously cool. the Defender series in the two thousands had that look, and it's like okay, cool. Um, we also briefly mentioned that Ned is magic. Ned is magic, which again, I don't think is some kind of origin for anything. I think it's just look, you've all been theorizing that Ned's going to be the Hobgoblin. Ned's not going to be the Hobgoblin. But let's give Ned a little summon summon. He might grow up to be a sorcerer, maybe. He maybe do that by Jingo by Joe. Might might dabble might dabble in magic. Sling rings, if you will. Yeah. Um I don't hate that. And and again, yeah, Combatch, Tomei, Batalon, Zendaya, Ismichi. She um, is Michi. Favreau, like all of our regulars did a great job. JK Simmons, I've seen complaints he's underused. I think it was the right amount. I think it was for this, Jameson, I love that his early appearance, when it cuts to what he's actually doing, where he yeah. is, it's just in an apartment with a green yeah. screen and his shorts on. But then it allows him to sort of this, make a name for himself. This Jameson's obviously got a following, but doing this has given him an empire. Yeah. And it's like, that makes sense why in the MCU, the J. Jonah Jameson of the MCU goes after Spider-Man so hard, because I guess the ratings. 
Yeah, media grifter. Gets the clicks. And it's yeah. like, okay, I like to sort of... Well, it's like all the, the right-wing sort of media moguls who oh, don't for, actually believe in I mean, what they're saying. They Christ, just do like, it because that's how they get attention. It's selling supplements. Yeah. yeah. Gee, the the Infowars was dripping from this. I liked yeah. his roving reporter look, which sort of gave him a bit more of a comic book journalist kind yeah. of thing with the trench coat and the, the hat and everything. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, it was nice to see the teachers again, even if it was just a brief cameo. Um, <laughs> fucking Hannibal Perez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you, 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 you kill Mysterio, though, so... Mysterio's right. It's like, He's oh, very good. God. I He's lo- very good. I know people said, there's no Sinister Six. No, but didn't Mysterio's stink hang over the first third yeah, of the movie? Yeah, it did. It really yeah. did. There was a sixth villain. He died at the end of the last one and is the reason everything's gone to shit. Um, oh, apparently they were at one point considering doing Rhino as well, like bringing Apology Matty back. No, thank you. But I'm glad they didn't. No. <laughs> I, I, no. I would rather them just like use someone in the MCU and have them tangled up in it in some way, yeah. like like Herman Schultz. Just put Shocker in it and be like, oh, yeah, yeah sure, there you go. Um, or Tinkerer. Um, like, that, like they seek out someone who can help upgrade their shit and they find Tinkerer. Like, oh, Vulture. I mean, Vulture seems obvious, but I think Sony are about to fuck up continuity with that anyway, so... Oh, yeah, of course. Um, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Let's... Oh, oh, God. Which is so weird, because Venom is so clear-cut. Like, because of this mid credit scene, Venom is so clear-cut. It's like, Venom exists in a completely separate universe from the MCU. I think... But, we sh- yeah, I think we shouldn't have had... MCU. We should not have had the post credit scene for Venom Let There Be Carnage. I think it would have been so much funnier as a surprise in this mid-credits. Yeah, it would have been. It, it would, would have been, been so much funnier without us going, oh, he's in the MCU, he's in the MCU. But it's no like, one at Sony Pictures understands the the idea of delayed graphics. Yeah, do you remember in that? He's just he's looking at TV uh, screen and Peter's in that num, street num, with num. his mask off just looking around. And then Venom suddenly gets the horn for him. Yeah. Because Venom likes twinks. That's, that's but that's the other now. thing too. It's like, hang on, is that live footage? Why is he just stood there in the middle of the street with his mask off smiling? Oh, I watched this one. Is it footage of him at the top of the bridge when he takes his mask off and it's him and MJ looking around? It's like, no, because nope. Venom wouldn't have been summoned to the universe then. Chris, Chris, just let it go. Also, again, it's, it's done. Again, you don't have to talk about it That's one weird little plot hole that makes no done sense. And gone. They all came over because they know Peter Parker's Spider-Man. Electro didn't. Done Venom doesn't. Done and gone. They all, they all die fighting Spider-Man. Two of them are going to die fighting Spider-Man. Now, I know, I, I know, I know, I know they don't go into specifics for Let the sake go. of the plot, and I, I get that, but it is one of those where you eventually you go, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. Fuck it. Which is why I'm saying to people, if you want to go watch it, go with some friends and watch it in a cinema, yeah. because it, it's more of a popcorn event movie. The more you think about it, the more it unravels plot I mean, it makes about as much sense as your average comic book plot, so I wouldn't be too hard on it. True. I, you know what? I've been I've been catching up on Marvel on the mid the last few weeks, and I've been read. I've gone back into the Nick Spencer Spider Man run, and I fucking hate it because there's a lot of this in it, and it sucks because it starts really good, and then the Kindred mystery carries on, and it gets real fucking awful real quick. Um, and it's because so it's a lot of this. It's a lot of you stop and think for a second and go, no fucking wait, what? No, that doesn't go back to issues. No. That doesn't make sense. There's a lot of it. Um, let's talk about what I did like. I liked the villains. I liked them a lot. I liked. They I liked made them a lot, me happy in my pants. All. Let's talk about the two un- underserved ones who I think were still fun. Um, let's talk Lizard. 
It's Reese fans. I like the fact that he doesn't yeah. talk to anyone for a while and then opens his mouth because we all sort of went like, oh, 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 he's going to talk. Okay, fair enough. And it's Reese fans. And you're like, okay, fair enough. I like that he's in full lizard form. There is no Connors to negotiate with here. And yeah. he's just like, I want to get out of here. Get out of here. Probably eat some people and then turn yeah. everyone into fucking lizards. Because <laughs> turn you into a lizard. Yeah, that's what he wants to do. That's what he wanted to do. Um... <laughs> He he looked he somehow it. he looked less visually impressive than he did nine years ago. I don't. It's not a great design. No matter how mm. much CGI you throw at it, it's just not a great design. True, but even then, in the school corridors, in that the Amazing Spider-Man, like the close-ups of his face and everything, it's like okay, I can. I don't like it, but I can see where you're going with this. Whereas in this, it kind of felt like they were CGI cosplaying that version of the lizard. Yeah, totally. It was totally. weird. It didn't quite suit suit him. Uh, Risa fans then, of course, appearing as Connors once cured in archive footage. Him and... Um, and uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Church, which is Both a shame. Stock footage. I'm starting to think maybe Thomas Hayden Church doesn't look the same anymore, so that's why they did that. But even then, if you can CGI de-age Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina for a whole movie... You can CGI Thomas Aiden Church a little bit. But if but, it's easier and cheaper to use stock footage, then true, what are you going to do? True, true. What are they going to do? But, but, last time we saw him in a role that would require him to be buffeting was as Lobster Johnson in 2019's Hellboy. That's true. He doesn't look that much different to how he looked he in 2007. So, get him in. Because it was weird that he was this muddy sand form I imagine for the they whole were, film. I, I would imagine... That they were cutting down on actors as on much set, as possible, so as to not spoil yeah. anything. I agree. I think that both, is both why that both of them were CGI. Having a film with COVID protocols. Yeah, toward the end of filming. True, true. Um, although I didn't hate Sandman's inclusion. I know it's. I know it's bugged some people a bit about. Um, you know, well, I'm gone. He just wants to get back to his daughter. Why is he abandoning the plan? Why is he abandoning Peter? And I'm like, he's got trust. He's got yeah, trust he's got issues. Trust issues. He says it. He, he sees says Spider- it. Right he sees Spider Man, and he's like, "Right, Spider Man, hey, I'm going to help you. This electric guy, like, let's let's stop him together." And you're like, "Yeah, of course," because Sam Man like was a reluctant villain in Spider Man Three. It's like, sure, yeah. absolutely. And then he's like, "Wait, you're going to do that to me too?" And then Peter does trap him in a cell, and then yeah. Peter obviously, when he realizes it's not his Peter, shows compassion. But when the opportunity arrives for him to run, when he realizes things are going tits up, he's like, "I don't know this kid. I know a." Spider-Man. It's not this kid. So of course he fucks off. Now it is weird that he goes back to fight him at the Statue of Liberty. It almost needed like a line maybe of just like, I just want to go home and if beating the fuck out of you means you're not going to mess with me. Like he could just be like, you know, I don't know if what you're going to do to me is going to kill me or not. Well, I think it's fairly safe to say that, that, that Flint Marco does tend to fall under the sway of people with stronger personalities than him. Hmm. And who's got a stronger personality than Flint than Flint Marco? Uh, Jamie Fox. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox is Electro, who makes the most meta reference in the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Like where he just checks himself out and he's like, I got a new body. I think I like it here. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, Yeah, of course you do, because you don't look like how you fucking looked in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, you don't look good. like how you looked in either half of that film. No. You just look like Jamie Foxx now. <laughs> Like, Why would you get Jamie Foxx and then make him not look like Jamie Foxx? That's the th- I, I kind of I kind of wish they'd done a little halfway house. I kind of wish that we'd got a moment where he kind of goes human, looks at himself and is like like you know, and he's still he's got sort of the this greasy hair and everything, and he's kind of like no, no, just for him to sort of go like, 
this energy is different and you sort of see him crackle and pop again and then he kind of looks better and he's like god i like it here because then it no, at least kind of say that oh am... it's it's because i love the idea that he came to a new universe and he's like yeah the electricity here feels completely different yeah like i don't belong here and so me tapping into this energy is giving me some crazy fucking power up I don't miss Dwayne Dibley Electro, though. Me neither. And I'm not saying for a whole scene or whatever, just just for a moment, especially because you CGI in him, like, for the first two minutes of his appearance on screen, because he's just a yellow and blue electric man. That being said, though, if you don't have to, why bother? Yeah, I guess. Um, same same as with the stock true. footage for Lizard and Sandman. True. If true. you don't have to, why bother? I mean, I know it's Sony, but, like, Disney's got fucking billions. Like it cost them. I don't them, think it was about the money though. Cost them twenty grand. Twenty grand for one additional shot. Anyway, um, no. Well, it was about the money because Jamie Fox has said he only signed on to this if he quote didn't have to be blue unquote. Well, no. I mean, it's not about the money for Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jamie Fox, it definitely is. He's like, I'll do the yeah. job on one condition. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was fun. It didn't really feel like the same character from Amazing Spider-Man Two. But it was Good. a fun. It was a fun villain, so it didn't really matter, um, because the MVPs of this motherfucking thing, when it came to the antagonist, oh. were Red Herring, Doc Ock, um, played by from Molina, who got to play a nasty bastard Doc Ock because it wasn't Doc. It wasn't Doc Octavius. It was the arms. Yep. And, and then, then play good Doc Ock. Again, that lovely moment where Stark Tech they, they, they used the the suit. Uh, the suit building machine from the from uh, the end of Far From Home. And yeah, the uh, the what do you call it? The the the, the plot device. Um, <clears throat> the plot device box. Yeah, the the yeah. fabricator. That's the one. They use that to basically come up with m- minimized gadgets or or chemical formulas to help toward the the curing and whatnot. And in Ock's case, it was it was to basically dampen the inhibitor chip so that yeah. Octavius, even though it's still in there, he's in complete control. Yeah. Um and and that was so nice because there was a moment where you're like shit did they kill him? <laughs> like is he dead? Nope. He's alive and he's he's great and he's lovely and it's so nice to see him get to play both sides of it. Uh again which was cool. Um I loved the fight on the highway. Yeah. That was really brutal. <laughs> like the swinging the fucking um cement cylinders at him and stuff and just like yeah. oh god yeah you forget how strong Doc Ock is in Spider-Man 2 with those arms. Like, holy shit. And he gets some act- there's some actual tentacle action in this as well in that fight scene. Like, he's, like, wrapping round stuff and lobbing it and crushing Peter and snapping at his head and everything. And you're like, yeah, he's, um... Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's gone from throwing bags of gold coins at people to, like, actually using the tentacles as tentacles. This bags is different. of gold coins, though. I do fucking love that scene in Spider-Man 2. Um, bags of gold coins God, that Spider-Man they keep in a bank vault. I love it. It's definitely... It's definitely 2002 with all these gold coins in this bank vault. Pre-hair transplant Joel McHale stealing a golden coin. <laughs> Oh, Rosemary Harris okay. slapping his wrist. Uh, I was kind of sad we didn't see Rosemary Harris considering she's 96 and as of early last year, still acting in film and stage. Rosemary Harris mm. is still in things. What the fuck? Um, mm. So yeah, I, it would have cheapened it a little bit had we seen other Aunt Mays. Cause it's like, I think we've it still would, got yeah. our Aunt May. <laughs> um, Doc Ock, fun, cool. Um, nice level of exposition used beautifully to set up the notion of 
oh yeah, you, audience, this is the same guy from that film you watched. Oh yeah, he's aware of what happened in the first Spider-Man movie, of course he is. That happened Like, like of course he read about Norman Osborn, like a former sort of, you know, colleague of his going haywire and it's like, yeah, it makes sense. Um Can we talk about him? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who fucking knew that one of the best villains in the MCU is still Willem Dafoe's Green <laughs> Goblin from 2002's Spider-Man? He's Just. still one of the be- like he's now in he's now in the MCU. He's from the friendly neighborhood universe, and he is head and shoulders fucking miles above half of the fil- villains we've seen in the last twenty odd films. Oh yeah, um, and and last week's episode we obviously we mentioned in it we recorded it long before um, uh, we watched Eternals and Spider Man. Uh, Crow doesn't go anywhere near the top. Um, God no. Icarus gets an honorable mention. Because yeah. that was like, okay, didn't see it going this way, but I'm pleased that it did. Yeah, I liked that. I um, liked that. that Green uh, Goblin. Eternals. Green Goblin's definitely in the top fucking ten. <laughs> yeah. It's just... He's still a brawler. Still. He's still a brawler. It's still fisticuffs. And... It's a brutal fight scene as well. Oh my God. Just Peter just mounting him. And punching his face over and over. And Goblin's just like the slight flinch from Peter using his full power. And all he just starts doing is laughing at him it's, yeah, as he's been punched. It's that thing that Willem Dafoe does where he just seems to be able to unhinge his jaw and spread his mouth wider than his actual face. Oh my god. Like I love that we it's saw the just... mask. I love that we saw the mask because that suit, though mocked, is quite iconic by this point. Yeah, um, I love that we saw it. I kind of wish he'd kept, you know, the broken visor bit. Yeah, because that would have been cool. Just have a bit of the mask on his face. But I do love the purple and green. Yeah, the armor's still there. He's got the shredded hoodie over the top yeah, of it. Yeah, it's when good. He, it's and a when good he, look. When he rocks up to the final fight, he's wearing um, a fucking man bag. Yeah. I full, love it. Full of his pumpkin bombs. And he's I got he's got like the ra- the razor bat like is in one of them's on his wrist so that he's got retractable blades like the fucking predator. And and yeah. Oh, the glider looking exactly the same and all the better for it. Like Yep. Fuck man. Again, just like it's t- tickling the nostalgia button. If you've never seen Spider-Man from 2002 him talking to the mask at the, in the alleyway sets up the notion that this is a man with two different people in his head. Like, and it just it establishes it there and then. And him shattering the mask is him going, no! So we think, okay, Norman's in the driving seat. And there isn't an obvious moment in any of those scenes where the goblin had come back, which I like because it gave us mm. finally our first proper spider sense moment in these movies like we've had little ones yeah. him him kind of figuring out the illusion in far from home his the hairs on his arm raising up in in uh infinity war but like this was the first kind of something's wrong and just that almost gopro style single shot of him walking through the apartment yeah. just trying to figure out what was wrong yeah. and then just looking at norman and just webbing the thing out of his hand and defoe just going from her huh, to all right I was yeah. like, how long's the goblin been in the driving seat? How long has he been in the driving seat? How much has he overheard? Like, oh my god. That was mmm. Mmm. Like I, I, I Yes. My two favourite Spider Spider-Man's my soap opera. My two favourite Spider-Man villains are the Kingpin and the Green Goblin, and I got them back on the same fucking day this month. Oh, and I'm it. so happy. 
And um, I'm happy and for you. Thank you, baby cakes. And I, you know, to me, Norman, I like Norman when he's halfway house. I like it when he he is this horrible piece of shit. But as yeah. far as the Jekyll Hyde version goes, Defoe plays it so well, so 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 well. He does. Um, fuck me sideways. Just the fact that again, it's about power. Power is his is his power. Like he is brutally strong and frighteningly agile and very adept with his weapons that he has designed. But his biggest power is manipulating and gaining power over other people. It is. And in here, just the fact that he just talks Marco into legging it, um, talks Electro into fucking turning tail uh, on everybody. Um, After they've had that lovely discussion where they both discover they got their powers from falling into something. <laughs> gotta, gotta be careful where you fall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that was really fun. Stupid, and I loved it. Um, it's very good. Connor's hiding in the truck downstairs. They're just getting bored once he hears explosions, and him sort of going, "Finally!" And you're like, yeah. "Right, he figured out when Norman turned. Like, he could smell. He could sense that something was different, and he was or, waiting. Or, or he knew something was gonna go, gonna kick off at some point. Yeah." Um, that was that was lovely. And again, the visual, the visual of the lizard just tearing out of a truck, yeah, is very yeah. cool. Uh, <sighs> it is cool. And then and then and then fighting back against Doc and knocking him off the building, um, was good. Um, the two fist fights with the goblin were just so, so fucking good, mm-hmm. so impressive. Just oh, and there's some Spidey PS4 moves in the corridor fight. There's a few distinct moves from the PS4 move sets. And it was like, we see it. We see your stunt coordinators. We see what you've done there. <laughs> um, if you are a PS5 user and have Spider-Man remastered via Miles Morales, um, they added for free last week the um, integrated suit and the black and gold suit to the suits as a free download. So go make sure you updated your file. Um, I'll play around in them when I get home. Um. Yeah, Goblin, Goblin, fucking Goblin. The fact that the MCU's Peter, his life is forever changed. His loss is forever greater than it was before, because of Norman Osborn from the two thousand and two Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, and it, it's right because yeah. again, in the in the comics, in the lore, Osborn is the one who, when the biggest shakeups happen, it's usually because he's fucked someone's life up. And it's just right. It just feels right that it's him doing it. Even in this movie, because it's that whole thing of like, you may think you've made the right decision, Peter, but you're going to get people hurt because you're a failure and people die because of you. And Norman just encapsulated that in this film. So it it worked as an adaptation. It worked as uh, motivation for this Spidey. It did. Dude, the Green Goblin, man. It's... Hey, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they did it and did it as well as they, as, as they could. And you know, he's something of a scientist himself. <laughs> that got a massive laugh in my screening. Yeah, it's, it's a very self-aware <clears throat> movie, I think. But if you don't know the in meme... In a good way. If you don't know the meme, it's just, oh, he said that in the first film. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah. it's, uh, it's a good way of of calling back to that stuff. Without being too wink and noddy. Yeah. We got a hint to Miles Morales, which was nice. Yeah. Jamie Foxx saying that he always sort of assumed his Spider-Man was black. 
And and he's like, do you think there's a black Spider-Man out there? It's like, yeah, somewhere. Yeah, totally. Definitely. It's like, maybe we'll meet him in oh, one of the two Across the Spider-Verse movies. Yeah. Maybe Andrew Garfield or Tom <laughs> McGuire or Tom Holland will meet Miles Morales. Who knows? Maybe we'll finally get in this next trilogy that is rumoured, rumoured, rumoured everybody. Amy Pascal said it. Never fucking take it as definite well, if she I, says it. Yeah, it I've, means I've that they've had discussions a, about it and she's opening a big stupid mouth. That's what's happening. I've seen a, a thing on Twitter being like, it's not going to be connected to the MCU, but that's from a, a thingy that does its... Um, he's like, oh, this is just a bunch of MCU rumours. This is our yeah. Twitter identity i mean also they have confirmed now that there is uh another ongoing deal has already been discussed yeah so it's very likely that they, the relationship is carrying on and we just don't know the specifics of it now and it'll be because of this film being you know the third highest grossing opening weekend of all time in the in, in what is still a pandemic worldwide in a pandemic yeah yeah like yeah, yeah. as long as everyone who watched it is safe well fucking done, Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, well, it clearly gave me COVID, so... <laughs> fuck Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, fuck uh, you, Spider-Man. No, it's great. It's a really, it's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, I really little villain, it. Little villain cameos. People keep saying that big one that appeared in the tear in reality was the Rhino. I didn't see a horn myself, but I might have just mistaken it. I saw Craven. I, I thought it was Venom, that big one that appeared. Because I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it was it was obviously a tease for then the mid-credits scene. Could be I Scorpion. Definitely, definitely, oh, no, I saw Scorpion. That was a different shot. He was in oh, the same frame. He was in the same frame as Craven. Craven oh, was I in saw foreground. Craven. I didn't see Scorpion. Scorpion was further to the right. All Black right. Cat was in there. Okay, um, cool. Because there was a lady with like big fucking... You could sort of see like fuzz around her collar big and on her arms. fuzz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought I saw Puma. Which oh, is yeah, obscure, but like just a big hairy guy with claws. I'm like, sure, Puma, why not? What if it was Armadillo? <clears throat> uh, excuse me, don't you mean the nearly completely built because of my fucking Jameson Builder figure part Armadillo? Yeah. There's the head again. A little treat for you. Oh, Armadillo. Love that. An Armadillo Builder figure before we get an MCU Fisk. <laughs> As it should be. Yes. Um, yes. I, I like it a lot. I still like it a lot. This, there are there are holes to plot. There are picks to knit, but it was a really fun time at the cinema. Um, doesn't rank doesn't rank any higher than the other two for me. I, I think still for me it's like Homecoming, Far From Home, and then this one. But that again that, is not to say that this one isn't a shit ton of fun. It absolutely. I think it is. might be the best of the three personally, <clears throat> but there's not a huge ton. There's not a ton in it. I think it's just generally good fun, but it might be one of those that doesn't hold up to re rewatching. Yeah, Let's just see. It's so I think it might coast a lot on first watch nostalgia almost. Yes, um, yes. And again, that's you know, sure, whatever. Like it's part of a very long ongoing series. We definitely are at the point now where there are, I think, more Spidey movies that work than don't. Um, which you can't say for some other franchises. It's a yes. The MCU is a long-going series. Yeah, and, and and this is basically opened the door now to the notion that hey, you know those Marvel films that you liked or didn't like or were indifferent to before the MCU or alongside it. Yeah, they count. They're just not in the MCU specifically, but they're part of the multiverse. Also, enjoy. Yeah, everybody. the multiverse is is very definitely something that they're going hard on with this batch of movies. Yeah, um, and I'm interested to see if that will factor into Fantastic Four anyway. 
Yeah, like I kind of want that to be an origin movie to a point, but I also... Because I like the idea of the end of a phase just being a... And introducing the next thing that you're all going to fall in love with because we got it right this time. I think Um, the idea of Fantastic Four potentially having a multiversal origin, I think, is interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if if they are stranded in our universe from another one and that's their... (laughs) We'll see. All the all the tears we'll in the multiverse that happened very briefly in this uh, has left a, a hole somewhere in space time, and they're the expedition that goes in to study it. There's and, a hole and, in the bottom of the sea, and then they end up There's coming out. There's a hole out. in the bottom of the sea. There's, There's a, hole. a hole. There's, There's a, a hole. hole. There's, There's a, a hole, hole in the bottom, the bottom of, the of the ever-loving blue-eyed sea. Um, hey. uh, send in my aunt Petunia. Um, it's uh, yeah, I. I'm I'm excited to see what the MCU's got next. Um, it's been a really fun year. Started out with the batshit mental wonderfulness of WandaVision and ended with a big old Spider-Man nostalgia wank fest and a pretty solid Hawkeye season finale. Um, it's cool, man. Like, I don't think superhero fatigue is a thing, everybody. Um, not for people who like superheroes, it isn't. Very, very true. And for people uh, who don't like superheroes, it's a different story. And I still agree that Disney should bring back Touchstone, Fox Searchlight, and start releasing oh, a lot more right. fucking like smaller more, movies. More movies, <clears throat> more diverse movies, better yeah. stuff. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't enjoy my big tent poles. Hmm. Like, both things can be true. And I know this year we got four MCU cinematic releases, mostly because two of them were put back. Three of them were put back. So, um, you know. I mean, it's been um, a weird couple of years, hasn't it? And it, it only has. continues to be weird. Up next, chronologically, I believe, might be mistaken, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, in cinemas, Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. Um, um, uh, I think Secret Invasion is next year as well. Yeah, um, sounds right. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is next year, whatever form that's going to end up fucking taking. Get your shots, Letitia. Stop being a twat. <laughs> Get your shots <clears throat> off. My body, my body, my choice. Okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. Who says that it's bad for you? Well, these five scientists. Five? Do you know five? why Do you know why you've not heard of the ones who say it's good for you? Because there's millions of them. <laughs> Don't get political. I listen to this for comic book opinions. It's the end of the episode. Fuck off. Anyway. Also, it's not politics. Look after yourself, you pricks. Yeah. My co-host has COVID. He has the boosters. He has all the shots in him. The only reason he's not deeply unwell is because he has the shots in him. And those first couple of days, those first couple of days when I was testing negative was when I <clears> felt <throat> the worst. Yeah. So there is the worry that I've spread and, it to other people yeah. during and that, that time. But now that it's bedded in, you've done the thing you meant to do. Yeah. You feel much better. Like, as a result, you're just waiting out the clock. And that there being said, Keisha's tested negative the whole time. Yeah. Just the same yeah. way that when she had it, I tested negative the whole time. Yeah. It's a weird fucking thing, so don't take chances. Just do what you can to... And I was doing everything I could. But because I got the vaccine, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling okay. I had, I, had a, I had a slightly more subdued Christmas than I wanted. And I had a bunch of my plans had to change. But I'm in... You know, I'm, I'm not deathly ill. And he got to eat pigs in blankets, so... I got to eat pigs in blankets and taste them, which was nice. Exact amount. So I've not, I've not lost my taste of sense and smell. Um, do you know what is nice? What's nice? This lot. 
Everyone listening right oh. now. New listeners, old listeners, whomever, whostever, whatstever. Um, thank you for listening to the Big Damn Cast in 2021. In 2021. Um, the year we finally got back together in a physical space. And uh, then we're tr- torn then, apart again. And we're torn apart a couple of times. Uh, the year where we celebrated our fifth birthday. Um, the year where we met Mr. Irresistible. Mr. Um, Irresistible. <laughs> Can't wait um, to show you what's next. Oh, he cannot wait. And of course, what is next directly for the show is this time next week, it will be our annual best of rest of episode. Where best we look of back rest of. At the year of 2021, what worked, what didn't work, what was funny, what was shit, what was notable. Uh, and then we have a little, little peek at what is still to come. In the new yes. year of 2022, um, yeah. Do we? This I think this is this is probably going to be aside from naughty little text messages and voice notes. This is probably the last time we're going to see each other in 2021. What a weird it, thought! It what? probably is. Probably is. What a weird thought. When I next see you, it will be 2022, and we'll be edging ever closer. Literally, just that. We're just going to be edging. Yeah. Just yeah. We're going to stand back to back, and we're just going to stroke it. <laughs> That's what, I hate you, that's what you do in your fifth podcast year, right? I hate you. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I, 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 I'm going to spin it on its head. I love you, man. And I'm so happy we get to talk shit and other people get to listen to that shit and oh. apparently enjoy listening to that shit every week. It's, it's, I love you too, you fool. It's an honor and a privilege. Please don't touch me unless you've sanitized. <laughs> it's a it's a honor and a privilege. It's um, a honor and a privilege. Um. Get in touch with us, usual places, bigdamncontact at gmail.com. You can tweet us anytime you damn well like at Big Damn Cast. If you want to help keep the lights on and fund some more experimental stuff exclusively for patrons in the new year, then head to patreon.com slash bigdamncast. But until then, dear people of the world, please attend carefully no more. Until next time. Goodbye. Fuck off.